For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. Uh, I am Lee, and with me, as always, is Todd. And we have Andrew Bailey back to uh, make the show the podcast a little bit better. So, Andrew, thanks again for jumping on. Um, hopefully you're having a good day and you're not like flooded out wherever you are. Yeah. Um, but um, Todd is in Toronto, so it never rains there. It actually only snow. What is the temperature today, Todd? It is currently a balmy 34 degrees. Oh, it's warmer here Celsius? than it is there. But it's sunny. <laughs> yeah, Celsius, yeah. I'm on the surface of the sun, so. <laughs> hey, I, Todd and I are old enough to remember when they didn't actually have degrees. Um, but yeah. in Toronto, do they have, or the Toronto area, do they have, because remember when, when we were young, they would actually have, when you saw a bank, it would have the degree sign that would have like Fahrenheit and Every, Celsius. Every every once in a while they'll they'll show it, but I haven't seen one that shows Fahrenheit because they figure the okay. foreigners can just like die. They don't care. So. <laughs> yeah, because I can't do the math. Anyway, that's our show. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> um, we are here to talk, unfortunately, about the Seahawks who have lost the last count, what, 17 or last 18, it feels like. Um, it feels, so, feels like. Yeah. So, I think it's Andrew, only been three, right? Four or five, right? Three or four? Three or four? Three? I think three. Four or five? I think it's three, right? Yeah. Because we beat Washington. three in a row, but it's four it is, it is, yeah. it is just four three or five, in a row, but it, yeah. but it feels four like five. 17 for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So, it's Andrew, crazy. do you think they have any hope of winning in the next two weeks? Um. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I think I think the Eagles aren't quite as good as I think a lot of people think that they are, Um. even though they have a lot of big wins um, and they've won late in some of these games. uh We've played pretty well against them historically at home at Lumen Field. So, uh, and I think historically in general, uh, we've played really well against the Eagles. So, uh, I think we do have a shot against them. And I think, you know, now that the Niners beat the Eagles this week, I think, I think they're going to come in probably with a big head this week. And thinking that they've already blown us out, they probably will, you know, maybe Only not win by play 20. as hard. I don't know. It just seems like the Niners are a team that are just really physical. They blow you off the ball, both sides, defense and offense. And that's kind of their style of play. They like to get guys in space. Uh, But most of the throws, you don't really see them taking a whole lot of deep shots uh, with Brock Purdy. They're usually short, intermediate routes, lots of yards after the catch, that kind of thing. With guys like Debo Samuel and uh, Ayuk and those guys. Um, and McCaffrey is, is a difference maker. It seems like on their offense when he's not there, he, they haven't been quite as good when he's not there. So, yeah, um, he's a key player on that offense. Yeah. Unfortunately they'll have everybody. It's like when they're healthy, they beat, I mean, they stomped the Cowboys earlier in the year. They 
stopped mm-hmm. the Eagles, um, and they, they and then they lost three in a row because had so many injuries, kind of like they did in previous years. But Todd, do you have any you have any hope that the next two weeks will will no, issue a same, victory? Same as Andrew. I mean, there's always hope, right? Because the NFL is pretty weird. But yeah. yeah, I the problem is if this was not a divisional game, then I think just like you said, ah, oh, they they handled they stomped the Eagles. So they'd be kind of like, yeah, no problem. And we can coast past these chumps. We already slaughtered them. But yep. since it's a divisional game, so much history, I, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to uh, take this game off mentally. And I, I kind of wish they would because the Hawks could use all the help they can get, especially on defense. But now watch, you know, the Seattle will will lose, but it'll be 10 nothing because now the defense will come out of nowhere again, <laughs> like they tend to every once in a while. But then the offense will just stumble exactly. through. Disappear, just, yeah. just have no yeah. idea what this team is going to do. And it's so frustrating. for Obviously, it's frustrating for the coaches, right? But I mean, yeah, <sighs> well, I mean, it should be. I hope it is. I mean, maybe they're oh part God, of the problem, maybe too, it though. You know? Maybe it isn't. Maybe they're just going along. He's like, Six and six ain't so bad. It's like but, six I is mean, awful coming off of last year. Inconsistency, though, to me, that's yeah. a bigger issue with coaching than it is with the play- players. Are the same most yeah. of the time when you go out there, so you would expect kind of the same result. But the 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 game planning going into the into the, I mean, yeah, whatever happened with the game plan offensively for going into the Cowboys game worked, it right? Did but work. that, we have absolutely in previous weeks, and then defensively was. Was I mean I guess there's some good to take away. It was the first time the Cowboys had come close to losing at home, and so that's yeah. good for Seattle. And Seattle's offense played well. I, I don't think they're going to beat the Fly. They're going to get trounced by the 49ers just because I think the 49ers are just that much better than every other team in the NFL. But I, I, like Andrew said, I think they yeah. have have some hope. And and against Philadelphia, if they if they play well um, on both sides, <laughs> as Todd mentioned, both sides of the ball because you can't have. You get, you have to have a complete game to beat either of these teams. Yes, no. and they haven't done that this year, and that's that's the thing. I think if they can play a complete game in one of those two games, or in both of those games, they'll they'll put themselves in a position to win. And I think last week was a was a good sign because even though the Cowboys might not be seen as good um, as some of the top teams, like the Eagles and the Niners at the top. Um, I still think they're a really good football team, and Dak's having probably one of the best seasons of his career. Uh, and so, you know, the fact that we came that close uh, to winning, I didn't think we'd put up that many points, 35 points against a really good Dallas defense. I think that a lot of that was they got Metcalf the ball a lot more often in that game. It seemed like we were hoping he was going to get the ball more against San Francisco when we played them back in week um I think it was 12. Week, uh, 12, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were trying to get him the ball, and he just couldn't win those one-on-one matchups. The, the Niners did a really good job of, of kind of keeping him under wraps and not not allowing him to have a big game. And I think in order for the Seahawks to at least keep this game close, like like I said a couple weeks ago when they played the Niners on Thanksgiving, they're going to have to get the ball to Metcalf like they did last week uh, and get him those opportunities. The question is, though, is Metcalf likes to run those more deeper patterns. It would seem more conducive to the offense to get the ball to Jackson Smith and Jigba in those short routes uh, more often than not and uh, try to go that way because the Niners have just such a good pass rush now that they have Chase Young to go with with, with Bosa. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I mean, 
Geno was getting rid of the ball faster against the Cowboys, which right. part of the, the big problem for me about the Cowboys game is the Cowboys aren't nearly as good as their record. I mean, up until they played the Hawks, they had not beaten a team with a winning record, and six and five is not exactly a juggernaut. And they still either. sort of haven't, because now Seattle. Yeah, six exactly. Six I mean, six, the Cowboys yeah. aren't really. I mean, I'm not saying they're not a good team because every time you knock a team that you lose to, it's like, I mean, that just makes you look worse, right? Right. right. But they're not a very good team. I mean, the Lions have played a much tougher schedule. I, the, the Cowboys are. And I hate to say it because we played a tough game and lost, but they're kind of a crappy team. I mean, they beat the Giants twice. It's like, yay, congratulations. You know, the only good game they've really played is a loss to the Eagles. Other than that, they lost to the Cardinals. I mean, everyone has a bad game, obviously. We know that, right? But right. where's the Cowboys' signature win? They don't have one. Seattle, I guess, at this yeah, point. Yeah, Seattle is their signature win against a team that's <laughs> kind of lost alternately on offense and defense. So I'm not too thrilled about coming close to the loss because they should have. I picked them to beat the Cowboys before the season started. I picked them to beat the Cowboys. Probably I'm pr- proud to say that I was foolish and picked them to beat the Cowboys before the game. Just be, <laughs> I thought it would be tight, but the Cowboys just aren't that good. Dak is playing really well, but then again... I mean, I'm pretty well, Lee and I couldn't do anything, but Andrew, I'm pretty sure you could go out there and complete some passes against the Giants. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's just not that good a team. I'm not saying they're bad, but how what would they look like if they were in a more competitive conference? You know, if they didn't get to beat up on the commanders and beat up on the Giants, you know, it's just we're going to we're going to learn a lot about the Cowboys this week. Right. And they play. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. and the Eagles schedule does not get any much easier after that. The the Eagles are kind of in that similar boat. You know, it seems like they're very similar to the the Cowboys in that they play in that East Division with the Commanders and the Giants, and they've kind of been able to feast on those teams too. The Eagles had a couple scares actually with the with the Commanders. I think they they won the second game 38 to 31 the first game went to overtime with with the commanders so that's the other reason why i'm kind of thinking you know the eagles maybe not not maybe they're not as good as you would think that they are it seems like every team in the nfc it seems like there aren't really a whole lot of truly great teams the afc seems to have the better the better conference overall yeah. it appears overall but i mean the eagles have pulled out i mean they have beaten they beat the chiefs they beat in a close the one. Yes. Who hasn't beat they beat the Bills? I mean, yeah, but I mean that's still that's still beating the Chiefs is a heck of a lot tougher than beating the Giants. I mean, it's not like they beat great teams, right? Because again, the the 49ers absolutely demolished them. So you know, yeah, but right. you know, it's again back to back to the Seahawks. If they play well on both sides of the ball, which would be like you said, Andrew. A first for this season, they have a good shot. Well, I think the the argument there was a complete game, which I highly disagree with Andrew on that because they did play a, a complete game in Week Nine when both the offense and defense were horrible against the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's rephrase that. A completely good game. <laughs> a completely that's, that's good correct. game. <laughs> uh, All halves must be played, not just one half like they have done against the Rams. Yeah. Or one quarter. Yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's, it's it's obnoxious how they just forget that they're playing football. It seems. 
And and, um, and again, I agree with you. It's more it's more the coaching, the players. I have they, have any of us seen any of the players look like they've given up, even on a play. I mean, I, it just I haven't seen anybody give up. Like um, no. I don't want to say anything bad about the players or I'll get a wicked DM from Bobby Wagner again. (laughs) Yo, wow. You got DM from Bobby Wagner. Yeah, he didn't. He wanted to know about an article I wrote. um, Oh, (laughs) last week showed up on another website and was like, did you write this? Cause it looks like you're writing, but if you're not credited, that's another story. <laughs> no, no, that's a different story altogether. Yeah, that's a different no, story. No, I, I wrote one that was about just about coverage, <laughs> about third third down coverage and linebackers <laughs> not being good in coverage. <clears throat> and uh, uh, he, he wanted to know a few things about the article. So now, like, I interesting, like like, like yeah. your home address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about um, this. <laughs> yeah. So you never know who's reading. That's that's the point. Um, yes. I, I was wondering, uh, how many are we getting from uh, uh, that uh, the guy, uh, Reek Wollen? Is Reek Wollen still following us? Uh, you know, I don't. I, uh, DK Metcalf was for a while. I don't even know who's. I, I never pay attention, to be honest. Uh, I, um, I figure people sometimes people just hit follow or whatever. It's not a. But yeah. I, I, this was I, I, this was to my personal ex. It wasn't even 12th Man Rising. It was. I just got a DM from Bobby Wagner, and I was like, "Oh, this is this? Oh, it, is. it really is Bobby Wagner." <laughs> pretty, so, pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I was like, "Hey, here's where I get my information," and he just was like, "Okay, cool." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> awesome, thanks." Um, but uh, of course now, you know, shout out to Bobby Wagner. He's a Seahawks nominee for the Peyton Walter Payton Man of the Year, and he deserves that. All the stuff he does. So yeah, for sure, um, absolutely. Yeah. I did I did write I want to get you guys take on this. I wrote an article about four Seahawks who shouldn't come back in 2024. And one of them was was Tyler Lockett and and the whole point of the little section of the article about Tyler Lockett was that he is getting older, he'll be 32 and that uh you know receivers like like Steve Smith, right, who they just kind of digress because they rely the older they get because they rely on on quickness and and speed and he's never been a burner but he's had a lot of quickness and he's not he's never been physical in this year he seems to be even less physical um but the whole point is not Tyler Lockett and I'll point out Tyler how great of a person Tyler Lockett is we've mentioned that many times but he his cap hit goes up tremendously next year where the team would save you know 13 million dollars I think is what it is right if if they released him or reworked his contract. I think his cap, it goes up 24 million. It's 11 million this year. Um, so, but I had, you know, maybe releasing Tyler Lockett because they've already got his, his heir apparent and JSN there. And again, no offense to Tyler Lockett, but I have got so much. And, and I knew this and I didn't write it to, to let's see how much hate I can get. I mean, we can all do that easily. Right. Cause social yeah. media is so toxic. But, but my point was, unfortunately he, they, Geno Smith has thrown four interceptions toward that has been picked off four times when he's thrown the ball toward Tyler Lockett. And a, a lot of the reason is Lockett is just not physical enough. Doesn't seem to want to be physical enough to try to fight for the ball. Whereas DK Metcalf would be, I mean, there's several people saying, Oh, he's our best. Why would you cut our best receiver? Well, this year he's not our best receiver. DK Metcalf is our best receiver this year. I mean, that's just hands down. He's inconsistent, but he's still our best receiver. Um, and JSN probably could catch up to Tyler Lockett fairly quickly if he gets the ball more. And again, that's no disrespect to Tyler Lockett, but 
you guys tell me if I'm an idiot for even mentioning it. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Cause I, you know, I, I respect you guys. Um, uh, but th- my point is the money that Seattle would save and, and maybe just reworking his deal and not because, not because he's a lousy person or anything like that. Right. I think you said a lot of good things there. Uh, Tyler Lockett's a really, been a really great player for the franchise. He's been up for Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, in the past as well. Didn't he win it once? He, I'm not sure if he won it or not. I can't remember. I want to say, I feel like he did. Maybe I'm maybe wrong about that. But. Realtor. He won Realtor of the Year. Realtor, yeah, that's right. right. But yeah, right after Kurt he, won it. It's a difficult thing to square because it's kind of like – yeah, he's been so great and so accomplished for the franchise, and it's one of those tough things. He, he's been a fan favorite, I think, for a very long time. Uh, he's, like you said, Lee, he's not quite as physical as some of these other receivers. And I think some of that is just that he is a smaller receiver. He's not quite as big as some of the other guys. That's why he doesn't like to take the big hits sometimes, and I think sometimes he gets a little too much flack for that. I think it's a good thing that he avoids all those big hits. Um, and he tries to keep healthy because having him in the lineup certainly gives us another weapon. Uh, releasing him, it's a, it's it's possible. I think it's certainly a possibility because uh, when you have Jake Bobo, you have JSN, and you have DK Metcalf, you have a lot of good up-and-coming young wide receivers. Um, the question is, is would you still find a way to replace him in the free agency with a small, with a other veteran receiver? Maybe that's a little bit bigger, but maybe wouldn't need as many targets or as many uh, passes coming his way. I don't know. Or you could just, yeah. I mean, you could draft someone as well. Yeah. You can move JSN over to his, move him around like they do with Lockett, yeah. but then you'd have Metcalf and JSN. Yeah. And to me, the question is always is, okay, if you're going to do this, what's the replacement? And then, you just said it. It's like, obviously, the pre-replacement is going to be JSN, and then the replacement for JSN is Jake Bobo, and then we'll see if more Bobo is is an accurate wish, which there's no reason to think it isn't, right? It's like yeah. he seems he would be excellent, excellent as the third receiver. You know, like the tight ends, he stopped getting the ball when yeah. I, for no reason. Yeah, and that, in a way, that might help solve one of the Seahawks' problems. They almost have too many receivers which sounds insane right but they have to run the ball more they don't run the ball enough they exactly. have to get the ball to all these receivers to maximize their potential but jake bobo goes entire games without getting the target which makes sense when you've got the three receivers they have all that being said i would much rather see them rework the deal and keep Lockett. i think he's still far too valuable to them and, you know, everything, I'm looking at your article right now, and most of it's, I, I think you just dreamed this. Trash. So most of it's trash. Completely false. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he is, he does have uh, uh, his drop rates higher than it has been ever. He's he's having a bad season for him. Yeah, and, and, and this, I didn't, I don't know if I brought this up in the article. I can't remember. I'm writing eight articles a day all about Tyler Lockett. But um, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember if I pointed it out, and, and I this isn't why he would, not be on the team last year, but he had an atrocious job in the Cowboys game. Yeah, you did. Whereas if he up. catches that ball, they might win the game. Yeah, but mm, I, I I wouldn't make a decision on one play, and I know you're exactly. not saying yeah. that either. Right, right, right. I know I'm, sa- I'm saying that's why I didn't. Uh, it's not right. a big part of the article because that would just be stupid. Right. 
uh, like saying you should fire your OC because of one bad call he made, which personally I stand by. But anyway, uh, yeah, to me, I would rework his deal. I, I like that play. And not and not blocking Micah Parsons. They should have done that every play of the game, to be honest. No, let me let me say, yeah, I want to rework Lockett's deal, but it's got to be a very team friendly deal to make it worthwhile. As for that play, I get that. We see that play a lot. I'm going to let this guy go. I'm going to just flip the pass out past the pass rush. But why do you let that guy go? They had they had all, they had multiple choices. Well, we got a young, uh, let, young Lawrence Taylor out there. Uh, let's just let him go. Just I mean, go. He, he, he leads the league by like, what, 14, 15 pressures or is yeah. it 24 pressures? And that's the guy you think is the smart move. Are you that stupid? Well, the answer is yes. You are that stupid. And why are you, why are you doing that with DJ Dallas? I, that's, I mean, I yeah, get that I, I didn't understand. back the block. And typically you can think, oh, he's just going to be there block. He's not going to slip out. It's like, okay, whatever. You don't have time. You don't have time. And DJ Dallas is not doesn't have the best ability to make one of those Oh my God! I've got to scoop this off the, the you know, two inches before it hits the grass, the leads of grass. I mean, wrong receiver, and absolutely the wrong person to say, go ahead, have a free pass. We know it's only going to take you like 1.2 seconds. It's like, come on. It's a beeline, yeah. I mean, that play was play was kind of set up by, and Geno Smith had a fantastic game for anybody he saying, did. oh, Geno, he didn't play well. I mean, that's just insane. But two plays before that, he should he had an easy. Throw yeah. and catch to Noah Fant that should have been the first down. Yep. Um, so that play was set up, but still, it's dumb play. And I've also seen like on social media, people say, "Oh, you know, Pete Carroll should be fired." Just like, just like he called that play in the Super Bowl. You know, he called this one. It's like Pete doesn't call the play. I have commented on that. Normally, I don't, but I'm like, he doesn't call the offensive plays. Good grief. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Andrew, I want to get your take. We're gonna move on to uh, something less, uh, less silly probably, um, but more. Uh, sad in a way is Jamal Adams reaction to Connor Hughes. who's a, a beat writer. I'd never heard of him before the giants and jets. And he has Hughes does have a history of, of commenting on, on uh, Jamal Adams uh, playing career. And, you know, he, he's a thorn in the side of Adams, but uh, he's also basically a troll is what he's become as a beat reporter to Adams. But for Adams to respond yeah. in the way he did by posting a uh, picture of uh, Hughes's significant other wife, whatever she is. But his his response to to Hughes ended up not being about Connor Hughes at all, but it was directed at his wife, who was an innocent party in the whole thing. Um, but just it was just very callous, I thought. And then I have seen people stand up for Jamal Adams, saying, "Oh, you know, it's uh, you know the guy had been trolling him for you." Yeah, but he the guy was talking about so? his playing career. He wasn't talking about his family. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to get your guys' take on that situation as well. Because Adam seems otherwise, I, I keep saying, I want to get your take, and then I start talking again. Yeah. But Adam's otherwise has seemed like a pretty decent guy and a rah-rah guy and a team-first guy. But this is like, mm, are we seeing more of his real personality, unfortunately? Um, just whatever you guys think. Well, I didn't see the post that the beat writer uh, posted about Adams and I didn't see Adams's response, so I don't really, I don't really what, know if I have enough information. Yeah, Connor Connor Hughes is a beat writer for the Giants and Jets, and he had posted after the Cowboys game. He, he was, was it a picture, Todd, of of uh, 
of Jake Ferguson, the tight end for the Cowboys, who caught the game-winning touchdown catch yeah. with Jamal Adams covering him badly. And it showed the picture, and Hughes wrote, yikes. So yep. Jamal Adams responded by just uh, posting, literally posting a photo of Hughes's wife. And posting. And saying, yikes. yikes. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff is just... Uh, it's, it's not good all around. It's it, no. it's yeah. That's that's kind of rough. Uh, I don't I don't, yeah, I don't did really care for either. I don't care for either part of that really. To be honest, Hughes making that statement about especially about a player who's not there anymore. And I don't really and I don't care right. for Jamal Adams's response either because it's immature also. Um, but Jamal, I think Jamal is gone through a lot of ups and downs in his career over the last several years and for someone to say something about how he's playing or something especially when the guy doesn't even cover the team and it cover cover him anymore i think it i think it's kind of silly to just keep trolling someone like that um but jamal jamal should not have responded in that way and i think sometimes it's like you know guys just get um he's just kind of an um I don't know how I say this uh, appropriately, but Jamal just seems to be at times he can get, I think any player can get really kind of, you know, emotional, especially, especially if, you know, they've gone through a lot in their career as well. And and Jamal has had a lot of ups and downs in his uh, career. And he's had, I mean, I think he even wasn't, necessarily going to come back to play football there was a chance that he that he would would have just retired because he's that injury was so severe and he was saying it was really hard for him to rehab and get back to playing football again and uh it's just that's just too bad that whole situation uh in between him and the the beat reporter that's that's, and the beat reporter's wife it's not good yeah Yeah. and the beat reporter's wife yeah it's yeah what adams should have posted was a link to one of his articles use articles and said yikes exactly right because then you're attacking the guy's work which is fair game i, I, I totally agree with you it's like why is this guy posting anything about a player he doesn't cover it's like what are you doing why don't you cover the the fantastic team that you're supposed to cover the giants <laughs> either or the jets either one or the jets i mean what are they combined garbage for 27 uh, you know it's like talk about those teams it's like was Adams beaten on the play? Yeah. Okay. Are you also posting, holy cow, did you see that pressure by Adams? I was like, of course he's not doing that. No. But on the other side, like you said, Andrew was like, dude, you have to be more mature than that. And first place, shouldn't even bother responding. Exactly. Yep. I mean, why, why, why respond to a guy who doesn't even cover you? It's like he's obviously just begging for attention by doing that. It's like, screw that guy. Don't even respond because it's beneath you. Yep. If you're going to respond, respond to him. Don't post something about his wife, which well, his wife looks OK. So, you know, that, the whole thing was just like, dude. yeah, it was weird. Um, it was, it was and he did delete it, but I don't think he's apologized. And maybe he has, but oh, I hope I he has. I don't. But, think but he yeah, has. he's he's a seems to be a very emotional player, which for the most part is really good because <laughs> most of his emotion is like, man, I got to get back for the team. I got to do this. I got to do that for the team. He doesn't seem right. to be. Oh, right. I mean, he's I, I like guess the, all about the team. How many times did he post about the Seahawks when he was out for the year? All right. the time. Yeah. Exactly. I, just to jump in real fast. I think the difference, if we 
make it personal. Like, I mean, we're, we're writers. We're all writers. Right. And we get people, you know, they don't necessarily troll us unless it's Bobby Wagner. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but they don't, <laughs> they don't, uh, you know, we get a lot of negative, negative feedback more than we do positive. You just kind of, it comes with the territory. Right. But if somebody, and eh, we have people who probably comment negatively on a lot of our articles, but if I were to go back and, and post like a picture on social media, find that guy's or girl's significant other and post that. Yeah, really? Todd, wow. Todd should come to me and be like, you're an asshole. Cause I am, I would be for that. That's just, yeah. I mean, I, Todd, you're a hundred percent right. That's what he should have done is taken some article or something else about that guy professionally. And then said, yikes. Cause that would have been the, the right equal response to that guy's commenting on Adam's professional job. Um, otherwise it's just, it's just callous yeah. and, be, and beneath him should have been beneath him. Yeah. Of, of the two, it's much more obviously disappointing that in Adams, cause first place, I don't care about this dude anyway, this, the, the beat writer, but he went so far out of bounds, but Adams needs to be the bigger person and like, okay, whatever. Yeah, Next. Just ignore it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, because social media is so toxic. I mean, what are you what are you hoping to yep. find on there anyway, right? Yeah, I know. I'm, gonna, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sad today. I'm going to wake up and look on Facebook. Oh, that makes me so much. <laughs> yeah, like you've said, Lee, is like <clears throat> if if it wasn't for writing for Twelfth Man Rising and eighteen other fan sided sites, he's like you wouldn't even be on social media yeah. because so much of it is so toxic, which is sad. Yeah, I do. Uh, when I post so when I post my own articles, uh, I will post everything on X. Uh, on Twitter, and very rarely, and like that's all uh, with Lob and Smash and Audio Fix and Twelfth Moon Rising, I will post the article and then tweet it out on each of those sites, depending on which article it is. And I never, I never read the comments. And and, and I get, I, don't, I think Todd even got an email. I I, d- I have a no email response policy. Um, I've had several people yeah. email me directly saying, oh, you know, I even had, I had a guy email me two or three weeks ago and it said, Hey, I'd never read your stuff before. It was about the, something about Pete Carroll. Um, mm. I'd never read your stuff before. Um, my dad and I started going to the games like years and years ago. He said, I think you're spot on. I'm going to come to your site for, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was a fantastic at first. Cause you're always like, oh, what is this? It was a fantastic and very nice article, a uh, nice email, but I didn't respond because you never know what the other side of that is and, yeah. and i wanted to but you know it's unfair to the people who r- write me and say oh your articles are trash well in the um, first it, place you should have sent them the money you owed them so you know well, true 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 but um, the whole point is that you know sometimes like jamal adams should just let it go just i mean move on yeah. with life yeah, right? yeah. Um, or you can do what i did with the, the that email i got recently because the guy made a lot of disrespect ridiculous points so I copied and pasted what he wrote. I didn't name him because he's, I'm sure he outs himself in everyday life as a complete moron. But I was like, okay, these are examples of why we say if you're going to disagree, have a reason. Don't you say, oh, exactly, brain. Like, yep. mm, okay, your you brain's can say, not functioning. Uh, yeah, we could, as we've said many times on this podcast, we could say Lee or Todd or Andrew, like, oh, your article's trash, but here's why, and it'd be like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you for that. I I disagree with your <laughs> yeah because sometimes how you're saying it, but often, I mean yeah, but at least you gave me reasons why. And exactly, I'm not 100 percent right. We we write for an opinionated website. It's our opinion most of the time. So you know, if somebody gives me their well thought out opinion back, it's only fair. 
absolutely. It's, it's the people who say, oh, you're an idiot. It's like, okay, well, I guess you are too, because I have no idea why you're saying that. Um, <laughs> well, well, in the Andrew part of the uh, podcast, and Andrew, again, also known as the good part. Yeah, I was about to say, you've been fantastic, as always, really appreciate you being back. But um, first round next year, right, right now, I think the Seahawks would pick at six and six, they would pick 14th in the first round. Um, of course, that'll change before the end of the season. They go higher or lower. But first round draft pick, not having a second round draft pick, this goes out to both of you. Do the Seahawks have to choose a quarterback in the first round? Not necessarily. I think uh, there's going to be a ton of quarterbacks, and I think so many teams already have one in some ways. And I think that there's a possibility that, you know, there could be one that falls to the third round. Uh, and you could pick one up there. Um, but you could also, I think there's other holes on this roster. I think the interior of the offensive line and the interior of the defensive line certainly need need more help, even though they did address that this year with drafting Olu and drafting uh, Cam Young. Uh, I think that they could still potentially, because uh, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of defensive uh, linemen that they could they could pursue I think in this year's draft as well but I would I would say the quarterback quarterback position is kind of still a question mark uh but I would say Gino Gino could still earn a lot of that back a lot of that trust back still at the end of the year because there's still five games left in the season and he had he's coming off a really good game against Dallas it's possible he could turn it around and I don't necessarily think that a rookie would would just replace him on day one next year. I think that if they drafted a rookie, they would probably put him behind Geno Smith, have Geno be the guy for for some time, and then you know if if in fact they do turn to a, to a rookie at some point in the season, maybe that's what they do, or they could do it the other way and just draft a, draft a quarterback. Who knows? Uh, but um, I just I see what's going on with the the Texans, and you can't think like man. If the Seahawks could have just gotten C.J. Stroud, I mean, yeah. maybe he would have maybe he would have replaced Geno Smith because they were looking at quarterbacks. They posted all those you know those photos with potential first round selections that did end up becoming first round selections, and uh, two of those first round selections uh, have not had particularly great rookie seasons. Uh, yeah, Bryce Bryce Young is like what one in 10 now with the Panthers and well, he has uh, Todd and myself playing wide receiver for him. So yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is a problem, but it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a huge problem. Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, uh, but also uh, Anthony Richardson, who was the other guy they were looking at, who was drafted right, right before the Seahawks could pick. Uh, he's been injured most of the year. So yeah. it's kind of like, and then the other one that they were talking about, uh, Hendon Hooker, he's still the backup to Jared Goff in Detroit. So activated um, to come back to practice. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I, it, but there is a lot. There are a lot of uh, a lot of quarterbacks that'll be uh, possibly uh, selected next year. Uh, it's a he- and I think because it's a heavy draft, some some guys could go, you know earlier but there's some guys who could come later michael Penix is going to probably be an interesting prospect i would say because because he's had all those injuries in the past in his career i've watched him a lot here because he's at he's at uw and he's been amazing the last two seasons hasn't had any injuries uh has 
has been a lot more careful, you know, as far as running the ball. He hasn't run the ball as much as he used to when he was in Indiana, but he's up for the Heisman and he has the Huskies in a position this year to potentially win a national championship. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see where he falls, if he would go in the first round or if teams are too leery of that injury history, maybe they, they don't select him in the first round. Maybe he falls to the third round, possibly. I don't know. I'm hope if he's there though, in the first round and like maybe the Seahawks are like, somewhere in the middle of the draft because they win a few more games here down the stretch. Maybe they're like at 18 or 19. Maybe they do take a shot at Michael Penix there. uh, If they don't think that he would be available later. What what he said. Yeah. It it all depends on who's available, of course. Right. And and where they are. Uh, Third round is not a bad place to pick a quarterback. As we know, we had someone who was pretty decent for a while until he got kind of a big head and thought he was the GM and the owner. Uh, so yeah, it wouldn't exactly be the worst thing to slip down to the third round and pick up someone that they think is, could, could be the future. But like you said, it's like the rookie's not going to be starting, not unless they just want to like take the season off. And even if they wind up with a losing record this season, they still have too much talent to just check off and say, Oh, this is done. I mean, cause for every CJ Stroud, you know, there's like 10 quarterbacks who, who can't do that. What, what did Peyton Manning do as a rookie? I mean, you know, it's just 28 interceptions. T- yeah, typically rookie quarterbacks are garbage. I mean, and there, there's a reason that they usually sit on the bench and, and wait for a while. <clears throat> so whether they pick someone in the first round or not, I hope they're not starting. I hope to God they don't keep Drew Locke and say, well, he's the babysitter. It's like, mm, don't do that, please. Uh, yeah, and, this, uh, and there are other holes. Can I read the social media post that we got on? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. on facebook just a minute ago i, I was looking at please do i forgot i was on the podcast and i was just reading oh todd's talking about um so there was it's back to the article about that i mentioned tyler lockett i also mentioned now they shouldn't bring back drew lock um, yeah oh no and uh they, this person named sean named andrew Bailey. no i'm just kidding named sean <laughs> says uh, i remember lock coming in twice uh, on one drive against the Giants where he got a touchdown, even though the article says he doesn't have one. He doesn't have one. I don't know what to tell the guy. Um, he doesn't have a touchdown pass this year or a touchdown run, so I'm not really sure what he's talking about. Um, and one where he was driving well but threw an interception. Um, this is the fun <laughs> part. This is the fun part. Drew, um, quote, Drew was always a better decision maker than Gino. The difference is difference is Gino gets the reps and is still terrible and is also the reason that Lockett's numbers have dropped. Everyone's numbers have dropped because Gino is a terrible quarterback. Hmm. So that's the kind of stuff on social media that irritates me because it's incorrect. It's yeah. inaccurate. Um, I mean, <sighs> you know, like, you know Locke's 18.1 quarterback rating if they want to. 
Um, but he he's I mean, one side out there even said, yeah, they should they should get Nick Foles right now to replace Drew Locke. And that was Bleacher Report, I think. Mm. So it's just like, I don't know. One of uh, Bleacher Report's gone to the AI, AI generated uh, articles like Sports Illustrated apparently had for a while. That's, yeah. That's, oh, that that one that stole my article yesterday was AI generated. I found out by the way, but fans I looked into it. <clears throat> they said the site will probably just go away in about three weeks. But anyway, I, yeah. Um, Andrew, I, I again, we appreciate you being on. I almost said I appreciate you uh, being on. Not speaking for Todd, maybe Todd feels differently. Yeah, I hate well, it. We, Absolutely. <laughs> we appreciate you being on. You'll definitely have to come back more often in the off season when there's you know when I'm not sick and Todd doesn't didn't get married. Um, and we actually have a more regular schedule. So, um, but thanks for being on. I appreciate it. I hope, hope the rest of your week goes well. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. It's always a pleasure to come on the show and uh, and talk Seahawks with you guys. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yep, and I'll look awesome. forward to your uh, next article with the three three Seahawks to watch. Right. So. Yep, um, I'm working on that right now as we speak. So you got to have Tyler Lockett on there. Go. We got to watch him. Got to make up for my mistake, I guess. Anyway, so, all right. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, Thanks, man. Appreciate. Bye bye. And and now the crappy part of the show where Andrew's gone. Yeah. Well, now we're just going to move on to our Rob Gordon's. Oh, um, the best part of the show. I was wrong. Yeah. Um, I. So you want to tell everybody what our Rob Gordon's are? Not really. I appreciate the offer, but I really want to talk about it today. Well, I had to turn my microphone off because I had to cough, so they would have never heard. And, okay, and well, in that case, happy hearing. We are talking about five famous people that we would love to have a beer with that person. And they're all deceased, you said, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not unless I, something I, terrible happened today. Yeah. Do you have honorable <laughs> mentions? I don't have honorable mentions. Okay, so let me. You, I'll, you I'll, I'll mention many for some reason I went insane on this list. Really? Um, <laughs> That's funny. I, I was just like, well, this and I could move this. And I've left people out and I apologize if they're listening. If they're listening, thank you. I don't know why. Um, mm. You can check out our work at 12menrising.com. But my honorable mentions are Jack, <laughs> Jack Black, Hugh Grant, yeah. Tobias Forge, John Hamm, Bono, Novak Djokovic, Andre Agassi, Boris Becker, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Chris Everett, Martina Navratilova. I was just like, okay, I've got all these people. It's just crazy. I've never had so many honorable mentions on a Rob Gordon's before. <laughs> that, that is pretty crazy. Um, Did we used to do ten of these? Like yeah, yeah, ago? yeah. We yeah. used to do ten of them. Yeah, so I guess it's not that crazy. Uh, yeah. Again, I have no. It was funny because I had the opposite. I had a really difficult time coming up with five. I don't five know people why. you liked. Yeah, five people. Uh, I don't know if five people I liked, but it's five people. That I can I, thought, I can name two people I like and about four cats. Uh, can cats go on the list because uh, they're great conversationalists? Well, they can be people, you know. So um, cats are people too. Cats are people too. Yeah. So yeah, I do have five, and I am very happy with my five. But it's it, uh, yeah, it was really odd because I thought, oh, this will be an easy list, and for some reason, I mean, two of them, I like, boom, just like that, and then I had to really think about it. It was like, mm. I, it was more a case of like. Yeah, this would be great, but uh, I, there's got to be someone, you know, different. I kept on going like that route, so I kept on eliminating. So, sure, Are I all had five of yours Torontonians. Is that what they call them? Uh, Torontonians. Sure, why not? Um, 
Toronto. It's not it's not Toronto. It's Toronto. By the way, when we were talking about quarterbacks, <clears throat> I was just looking through uh, draft boards, and uh, there is a young man named of Jordan Travis, who uh, his injury has thrown college football's playoff into turmoil, which is crazy. That's a whole other topic. We can talk about it next time. But so he's like 19, 15, 13, 16. And then one site has them going in the fifth round. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We, I just, <laughs> we just got a post saying neither Knicks nor Michael Bendix will be around when the Seahawks pick, take their first pick. I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure at least one of them will be. Probably just because teams have different needs, you know, it's like yeah. maybe. And the Seahawks aren't be. picking lower and lower as, as we speak yeah. every, with every yeah. passing week. Yeah. Unfortunately. So. Anyway, back to the RGs. So, hey, your number? number number five, number, number five for me is I uh, just watched a Boris Becker document, two part documentary on mm-hmm. Apple. So a lot of German in my head right now. Um, uh, Bernie Sanders would be number five for me. Um, and and uh, not all of these people. One of these people on my list I know definitely does not drink. So uh, it doesn't mean we are having a beer. Could have a glass of milk or some water. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Bernie Sanders, who I have always adored as a politician, um, as long as I can remember, um, would be uh, on my list. Just to talk. I mean, he, he talks about other stuff besides politics, but yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah. hearing his views on, on politics and, Bernie, and being a, a New York Vermonter would be nice. Bernie Sanders is a good call, especially a conceited tie-in with Boris Becker. Um, Same here. So I'm going to go a very similar uh, venue. I'm going to go with The Edge. Uh, Now, I'm going to preface this by saying it's the guy tomorrow. Yeah, it's the guy who's in you, too. It's not just some like random generic title. Uh, But my wife has to be with me because if I had a beer with David Evans and she wasn't there because she still admits to having kind of a crush on the guy. It makes me a little nervous sometimes. (laughs) It's the she she would she would she would she would murder me. So, yeah. But I mean, it's just absolutely, as she said, and as most people know who know anything about him, he's, he is an absolutely fascinating, fascinating guy. It's like if he's, he's probably seen, um, I can't think of the name of the um, documentary now, which is very helpful for our six listeners. You two three sixty? Uh, nope. It, it's it's the Edge. It's a different one. And oh. and Jack White. Yes, and, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, and, uh, like, and uh, Jimmy Page. And Jimmy Page, and it's like, oh my God, it's like, I've seen it twice now, and I can't think of the name of it because brilliant, right? But yeah, I mean, I just I love that documentary. Like, anyway, sound loud, crap. What is the name of it? Yeah, something Let like that. Be, it's gonna, it's gonna noise. be loud. It's, it's gonna be, be loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, I love that. Anyway, the edge is my number five. Number four, number four. for me is Al Michaels. Um, uh-huh. I've heard this guy talk on. I mean, just the stories, the way he tells stories and all the stories he would have, yeah. not just about like the 1980 <clears throat> Olympic team, stuff like that, but um, going all the way back to 1936 and the Washington rowing team. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> think, I'm really looking forward to that movie on Christmas Day. Well. Um, but uh, yeah, just the stories he would tell. And, and, and I've heard him on Smartless and other podcasts. And he's just he seems like a genuinely nice guy, period. But just all the stories he would be able to just just talk it wouldn't even be a two-sided conversation be like hey here's your beer if you want it and then uh, just go go ahead and talk i'll I'll listen yeah he's 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 living off that that miracle comment that's he's never done anything before that or since yeah i totally agree i mean he's is an awesome color because he he always stays within the framework of uh, of what's going on in front of him 
But if he pulls out for the side, there's a reason for it. I mean, he's, he's excellent at his job, obviously, yeah. right? But I mean, the, that would yeah, be. A you, have you heard his comment about like uh, how he came up with, uh, you know, do you believe in miracles? Because <clears throat> it was he wasn't it was off the cuff. Yeah, he yeah. Said, he said my hope was uh, when I open my mouth, I hope some words come out. <laughs> <laughs> Which all the more reason to to want to have a beer with a guy. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's amazing. Uh, my number four. Yeah, we're only four. at the number four. My number four would be Katie Porter, uh, the representative from California. I mean, she's just I, I love how she takes complex issues and manages to, to cut them down into understandable, easily digestible facts, which apparently a lot of people in Congress don't don't get, let alone lay people. Right. And. Obviously, I agree with her politics. She's somewhat left-leaning for those out there who don't know. But she just seems I like a very. I wouldn't know from all the four emails a day I get from her. <laughs> Do you get blown up with emails? I don't. Since you're from Katie Porter, know you from Katie yeah. Porter, I, I I do not. Yeah, uh, I get, I, seriously, I get at least two a day. I mean, just fundraising stuff. Yeah, every, yeah. every day. Which is I, I respond with... back and say, "Hey, how's it going?" Never get a response back. No, that's just rude. I mean, hell. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have this close relationship going on with uh, Bobby Wagner and for her not to reply yeah. is sad. That was more out of fear. Like, uh, hello, <laughs> uh, large, large human being, please. Uh, I don't want to upset you. Um, it is sad that they have to spend so much of their time fundraising. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It, and it's annoying no matter you and I both lean left, far left. <clears throat> but it's annoying that you know, with politics, you know, you get a text or you get an email. It's going to be about yeah. money. It's just yeah. a shame. Always. Always. I got so many emails from Bernie Sanders back when he was running, you know, from I the organization. I get some from Bernie, but I get a ton from Katie Porter, and I get a bunch from AOC. I haven't had many from AOC, which AOC, again, that was one of my – she was on my cut list. Um, and the reason I just thought because – As far as like donations? More, uh, uh, as far as this particular topic. Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, it, saying, just, I mean, I'm sure that's why I get emails because I, you know, give yeah. money to these people. So right, of course, exactly. And I, I anyway, but it, she just seemed a more obvious choice than Katie Porter, which is why I went with uh, Katie Porter instead of AOC. Anyway, your number three. Number three for me is another New Yorker. Um, actually, he isn't a New Yorker. Uh, John McEnroe. Um, same thing. Just uh, listen, wanting to hear his stories, yeah. not just about tennis uh, that which would be fantastic oh yeah um but you know his about being hanging around music people i think he's been on a list kind of like this before but um yeah i mean i just uh, the way he played tennis even though i liked him drove me insane because it was like just i know you're partially doing it to upset the other player please stop yeah because um, i prefer people to play with class and he intentionally did not and it was intentional because he's not a bad dude um but just uh, just talking to him and having conversations about tennis and music would be fantastic. Agreed. He would be excellent. Uh, my number three is really – okay, this isn't really random in random order, but it's difficult for me to like say this is number two, this is number three. But anyway, I'm going to go with uh, Christopher Nolan, directs a few films. Uh, obviously, he's a fantastic director. Uh, but I love his his take on film history because he's a very avid student of of film. And mainly, I would just like to 
I would have a beer and I, have, I would have him drink like six and then tell him is like, dude, I understand <laughs> your concept of the sound in the films. And it's being difficult to understand the dialogue because of the setting. Right. However, I, mean, I I'm want to know. My arm. I'm taking notes. Can't you see? <laughs> yeah. I want to know what they're saying. I don't want to wait until I'm home and watch it in closed caption. It's like, fix it. No, but yeah, he's a brilliant director. And any interview you see with a guy, he's he's. Uh, he's actually a pretty funny dude, which you kind of might not expect. But I think I think it would just be a fascinating conversation with. So you have Nolan on this. Do you have QT on this list? I do. Okay. Not. Oh, well, you do not. Okay. Well, another honorable mention would be Tarantino, obviously. Yeah. Um, for the same reasons you mentioned about Nolan. Yeah. Uh, it's number two. Number two for me is Tom Waits. Um, he doesn't drink um, anymore. He hasn't drank for decades. Um, but More beer for you. Yeah, exactly. But um, that's why I was like, hey, drink a, have a glass of milk or water or whatever. But just um, yeah. hearing all of his story, I could he could tell me how um, uh, tell me again how the uh, the the best thing about the Eagles albums is that they allow dust to not collect on your turntable. Um, <laughs> I just um, read a just read a, a short article about him today. Oddly enough, which is like Ooh. he did. Um, he and because I knew you were going to mention him. Yeah, he, he and Iggy Pop did a, a. I guess Iggy Pop has a. Is it, I don't know if it's BBC, but has a podcast talk show. It's not really a podcast, but Tom Waits was on it. Um, but just everything, oh, wow. uh, everything they were talking about, just as far as music and how he yeah. comes up with the sounds. But then just, I mean, he hasn't even played live, but he obviously does acts and a lot of stuff. Just hearing, you know, every, every time I've heard Tom speak about anything, I can call him Tom, I guess. Uh, speak about anything. It's just I fascinating. I guess you can, because you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Thomas Wolf is what. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Tom. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> that would that would be that would be a fascinating conversation. Tom Wolf. Tom Wolf. That's right. Just a couple Tom cats. Cat. Werner Herzog is no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, my my number two. And it took me a little bit to thought about this. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with him for number two. My number two, uh, I imagine you might be on your list. Maybe not, but I'm going to go with Pete. I'm going to go with Pete Carroll. Uh, not Pete Townsend. That would be an interesting one, too. Uh, definitely not Pete Davidson. But, yeah. I was I, about to say, you have Townsend, Carroll, and and, and uh, Davidson all, all there hanging out. Oh, they're all there. They're all just hanging out and ignoring me. It's like, damn it, again. I bet um, that Davidson and Carroll would get along pretty well, and Townsend may not. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure townsend would get up and leave um <laughs> like uh okay you 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 chums have fun uh pete carroll obviously i mean he's just anytime he opens his mouth it's fascinating what comes out of this guy's mouth and obviously uh, we wouldn't have to talk about sports at all let alone the seahawks That's right. uh, the guy is just absolutely i mean he is I'm a, a student of psychology uh and the guy is just so fascinating. Uh, the, I love the positivity that he brings, but at the same time, it's not just mindless, despite what some people think. It's not just mindless rah-rah stuff. Um, it, everything is done. I think even the gum chew throwing is done for with purpose. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just the guy's just fascinating. It would be talk about having stories. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and it'd be fun. It would be a fun conversation. First 18 times I met with Pete, they were just all about his days at Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and that could be 
he could spend three hours with him and he could mention nothing but that, honestly. And it'd be like, wow, dude, yeah. that's so cool. <laughs> the six months about Bud Grant were amazing. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, so num- number one, yeah, I agree. I, di- I didn't have any Seahawks on this just because we talk about like it would have been right. easy to have Sherm on this or yeah, Marshawn on, on this or, or Baldwin or, or Tyler Lock. I mean, there's tons of Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there'd be about 30 honorable mentions and they're all Seahawks easily. Exactly, yeah. In fact, let's just say that. The honorable mentions, the Seattle Seahawks since 1976. Um, or 1977. Those first year guys were awful. Um, <laughs> except Steve Rabel. <laughs> um, but uh, number number one for me is Ethan Hawke. Um, mm, good call. Very cerebral I... and uh, just, you know, again, he's fantastic and he's very open. Um, yeah. Uh, nicely open about uh, who he's worked with and, and things he's done. And he could bring his best friend, uh, Billy Crudup on along. That would be fine too. Yeah, <laughs> up and off, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, that, I, that would be just fascinating listening to him. Just talk about the, the, the art that he creates. Cause it, it, a lot of times it is yeah. art. I'm really, really looking forward oh, to, yeah. uh, to the movie that comes out um, Friday uh, with Mahershala Ali and Julia Roberts. Um, on netflix yeah it looks very very interesting yeah. um and neither of us can think of the name of it, but you'll find it uh four words it's gonna get loud i think that's yeah it that's it that's gonna get loud um <laughs> yeah ethan hawk is one of the, I, I love it when we do these because then it's like oh yeah ethan hawk he would be awesome he would be definitely be on like an honorable mention i mean i mentioned it before the fact that he he came up to the toronto international film festival and his flight was canceled so he just hopped on a greyhound bus that's it was great. like what movie star? And this guy is a movie star. Who does that? Like, well, I got to get there. Who cares? <laughs> sitting next to, he is all sitting about next to uh, Paul work. Simon. Paul Simon writes a song about um, <laughs> He's also, I think, five weeks younger than I am. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, one thing I really like about him before I get to my number one is like he does genre films. Uh, he's done a couple horror films and they're they're brilliant because obviously I don't know if he has input into the films, but he takes them because he reads the script and says, Oh, this is something interesting. I can do this. So even when he does films that are typically most actors of his stature would be like, I'm not doing that. It's like, Oh, this is an interesting story. He right. always loves to do those. Yeah. Like the, uh, so the cool. John, um, John Brown. Uh, miniseries yeah. Was fantastic. Exactly. Uh, my number one, uh, some people have heard this guy is uh, middle name is Hussein. I don't know if I want to say the rest of it because I probably get a lot of hate mail. But yeah, oh man, that is such a good one. Damn it, I should have had it. Barack, on... yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so Barack awesome. Obama. He was the first one I I thought of, and then I thought of Pete. Um, now I tell you what would be really cool is I would love to just be there and listen to Barack Obama and Pete Carroll talk. I don't know if they've ever uh, had long conversations. But that would be interesting because Obama's brilliant. I mean, I think the only drawback right now is all he would talk about are, are national parks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's like, why was he at Jimmy Carter or uh, uh, Jimmy Carter's wife's uh, Rosalind's uh, yeah, funeral? Yeah, yeah. He's too busy making a national park thing, probably. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, I mean, if you have to ask why Barack Obama would be interesting to talk with you you're not you're not listening to our show that's for sure so uh yeah i mean just a, a fascinating person 
And again, it's like they wouldn't have to talk about politics. You could just talk about the Chicago Bulls for two hours. Right. right. Uh, I mean, just a, a, a fascinating conversationalist. And, and that's part of it, too. It's like, would it be an interesting conversation? I mean, that's why some people I didn't put on the list. Like, to me, that's why I didn't go with, with QT. I'm definitely be interesting, but I, I feel like that would not be a conversation. I feel like it would be a monologue. And I can <laughs> I can listen to a monologue of, I mean, I love the guy as a director, right? And he is fascinating, but I can I can hear him talk. Anytime I want to, you know, and I'm not talking him at all, but I don't feel like it would actually be a conversation. Uh, And again, that's not a knock at all. I mean, he's one of my favorite directors. Absolutely. Uh, But, you know, I don't think and he would respond, but then it would be like a 20 minute discourse. And it's like, oh, they're closing. And like, okay, that was great. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Whereas everybody else and your list included, it's just like it would they would give all of these people would give like serious thought to what you asked and they would respond. It wouldn't just be some canned soundbite because they've heard this 80 times before. And well, this is what I've said 18 times in interviews. So here it is. They would give you genuine new thought. I mean, right, that, right. that would be fascinating conversation with, with any of these people. Unlike us on this podcast. So um, yes, this is the 80th time we've done this exact podcast. You didn't know because. You're one of the six new listeners. Uh-huh. Yeah, we just re-recorded it all one day in 2014, and we just hope some of the facts are correct. So thanks for listening. Why are you the worst? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.